how you can convert more business from the leads and the people you already have and the leads you already create. Hey everyone, Matt Smith here, Matt Smith Real Estate Group, all or nothing in real estate. I was going through some old content and found some great trainings that I'd done in the past that I wanted to share with you. So stay tuned, there's gonna be some great content and it will reference some other things because we did do it in the past, but it's such great content. I wanted to share it with you all to make sure you had it. So stay tuned and enjoy the episode. So first and foremost, my name is Matt Smith. I am the team leader of Matt Smith Real Estate Group. Um, we are um, the top team in mid-Missouri. Um, and we also, um, sorry, I saw chats coming in, got, got sidetracked. So we're number one team in mid-Missouri, number one in our marketplace for, I believe, seven years running now. Um, Inc. 5000, fastest growing company, three years in a row. We are actually one of the few teams on pace to increase our transaction count this year versus last year, despite the market being down 30%. Um, so we're in the trenches. That's where this is coming from. Um, I'm also a founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate, which is where you saw this this podcast. And that is a way for me to give back to this industry. It's given so much to me. Um, and we have a very, very special guest with us today. Um, one of the agents on the team of Matt Smith Real Estate Group that is absolutely crushing it in this marketplace. Mr. Kent Wheelock, welcome. Hey, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, super excited to have you here. I think it's awesome to be able to have my perspective from being a real estate coach, being a team leader from the 30,000 foot view perspective, from having the behind the curtains peak, not in, only in our organization, but in multiple organizations across North, North America. Um, and then also have perspective of an agent that is out there actually boots on the ground, talking with buyers and sellers on a daily basis. So um, I'm, I'm very excited to see what this is, um, what, what value we can bring to these people today. So um, let's see, we got some questions. Why would I sell now at 7% interest when I have a 3.5% currently? It's a great question. Interest rates, cool. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Dan, the man, um, that's where that came from. Awesome, glad you're on here, Dan. So Kent, you and I were talking, let's, let's dive in. It's five minutes after, let's rock and roll. Let's give these people value. So guys, this is going to be rapid fire. This is open form. We're going to come at you with a lot of value, a lot of stats, a lot of stuff. Here's, here's my guarantee. Here's my bold promise. And I don't do this very often. I guarantee you that you will get value to convert lead to the higher level from this webinar. Guaranteed. It is impossible for you to not get value from this. So this is the second time that I've, I've dove into this, third time that I've dove into these numbers super in depth. And I take something away each and every time as I go through this from this list that I created. So I guarantee you, you will be able to convert lead to the higher level after this webinar. So with that being said, after that bold statement, that bold promise, Kent, we were talking at the beginning and there was a stat here that really stood out to you that was like an eye opener for you. What, what, what stat was that that we were going over yeah, Matt. So I'm, I'm looking at these, you know, I perused these and took some time to, to digest these and think about them a little bit. And, and there's one here that just blows me away. Um, you know, that, that uh, it's just unbelievable. So the, the stat that, that I'm talking about is a one minute response time to a lead can, can lead to 391% more conversions. Um, that's not conversations. That's, conversion, 391% conversion. Um, you know, our goal is always to, to answer um, or respond to a lead uh, within the first five minutes. Um, I don't know what that percentage would look like there, but I got I to gotta think it's much lower. 
Um, but my gosh, I wasn't aware of that, uh, that statistic, that, that data. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of working in my mind, uh, you know, thinking about how, uh, I'm going to implement that in my business. I mean, that, that's, that's fact from somewhere, right? This, this is a stat that is based on real world data somewhere. Um, so, uh, that can only lead to great things if, if, uh, if we if we respond within that first minute, so that's probably the biggest takeaway from for me from that list for sure. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. And sorry, I got a standing desk. I got to stand up so I can present to you guys. I'm going to give you guys the fire today. So um, as my desk is raising, um, I think that stat is amazing, and and we use that as a part of our hook and marketing campaign that hopefully drove you here today to get some value. Is what would your business look like if you could increase your conversion rate by three hundred and ninety one percent? 391%. Let's say you sold 20 houses last year. What is 391% increase of that look like with the same amount of effort? It could change your life forever. And so these stats, we're going to dive deep into them and we're going to tell you how we use them as a company, how I use them for some of my coaching clients, how Kent uses them in his business and hopefully get some value. And, and from, from those of you that are here, I, I see a lot of familiar names. I know there's a lot of contributors watching too that maybe can share some strategies that everyone can win from. But I'm going to start with, I'm just going to go rapid fire through the stats that I've found and compiled on the key lead response time stats. These are key lead response time stats. I'm going to go through them really rapid fire, and then we're going to break them down and analyze them one by one. So hey, let's start, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, before you go there, I'd just like to say, you know, as you go through these, uh, the people, folks that are attending today, kind of think about the, this as we go through. As I, as I reviewed these, um, you, you know, me personally, I was severely disappointed in salespeople. These are based on on, on sales, right? So, um, so disappointed in, in salespeople, um, real estate and otherwise. However, as I as I internally digested this, um, I at the same time think about what an opportunity this provides for all of us, right? Um, you know, because a lot of people aren't doing aren't doing this. They aren't responding in a, in a timely fashion. They aren't doing the right thing. So if we just make small adjustments in our business, um, we can reap huge benefits from that. So as we go through this, I just ask people to think about that. 100%. Great point. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of these stats are very eye-opening. I'll just say that. And it can be easy to fall into the negative trap and be like, well, we are just terrible salespeople. Well, maybe you are. But the goal of this is to help you become a better salesperson. And you can look at that through a lens of opportunity because these stats are real. And if you can be the exception to the rule of these stats, you can change and transform the trajectory of your life, your career forever. And that's the goal that we hope you, that you get from, uh, from this today. Um, I think it's really important too that we look at this as again an opportunity to find the things that we see as a generalization of the sales industry of where the gaps are but also as we're going through these stats ask yourself am I one of these statistics and then we're going to break down how you cannot become one of these statistics and use these to grow and increase your sales in your business um Guys, stats don't lie, right? There is stats are real. They come from actual numbers and the data doesn't lie. I think a lot of times in this business, we focus on, especially coming off of the pandemic market, that was not a real real estate market. We focus on being reactive and we need this next shiny lead source and we need 
this next marketing campaign and we need this Zillow flex that we need this realtor.com this and all of these things that we just keep adding and adding and adding. Sometimes success is about subtraction and sometimes success and growth is about making more of what you already have versus going getting more that you're not converting. Leads are not the name of the game. Closings are the name of the game. And how what we're going to do in this is we're going to break down how you can use these stats to close more business, sell more real estate with the same or less effort just by paying attention to these stats and making a few tiny adjustments. My mentor, good friend and coach, John Cheplak says it's the tiny hinges that swing big doors. You don't need a big life-changing lead source or this big drastic change in your business to have a drastic change in the result. These tiny adjustments and these little slivers of things over time that compound produce amazing results. So without further ado, let's go through these stats. We've got 13 of them. Um, And if you guys want to write these down, feel free. Um, But we are going to share this with you at the end. There's a QR code where you can download and get this for yourself um, to have that as another contributing factor. Um, I believe contribution always wins. So hopefully you guys find some value from this. Number one, the average lead response time is 47 hours. The average time someone responds to a lead is 47 hours in sales. (laughs) Mind boggling to me. Number two, 27% of leads get contacted at all. Only 27% of leads get contacted at all. Did I say called? Did I say attempted contact? No. Only 27% of them actually have a conversation or are contacted by a salesperson. That means 73% are not. The Huge opportunity loss, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy, right? Hey, most people pay for leads, right? So you, you're you're paying for you're paying for leads that aren't uh, that aren't generating anything for you. So uh, that that's money lost. Hundred percent. The likely number three. The likelihood of reaching shoppers within five minutes is ten times higher than in ten minutes. The likelihood of reaching a shopper, an online lead, a customer, a consumer, is ten times higher. In five minutes versus 10 minutes. Speed matters. What would your business look like if you actually contacted 10 times more of your leads or your opportunities? That's the difference in five minutes wait time versus 10 minute wait time. It's 10x. Speed matters. And again, we're going to break all this down. So I'm going to go through this quicker. Um, Number four, businesses that respond within an hour are almost seven times more likely to have meaningful conversations with decision makers. I don't know about you, but in real estate, that sounds like exactly what I want to do. Meaningful conversations with people that can make decisions. Businesses that respond within an hour are almost seven times more likely to have that. Fast responders went up to 50% of sales. You don't have to be best. Sometimes you got to be first. What if you can be first and best? Fast responders went up to 50% of sales. Number six, calling after 30 minutes is 21 times less effective. You wait 30 minutes. While well, I was at an appointment, while well, I had to go finish my lunch break, I'll call them later. 21 times less effective. 
So we talked about increasing 10x. Now let's decrease 21 times. What does your business look like? That's what happens when you wait 30 minutes. Number seven, a one minute response time. This is Ken's favorite. A one minute response time can can lead to 391% more conversions. 391% more. Number eight, 82% of consumers expect responses within 10 minutes. Everybody has expectations of this world of salespeople. In today's instant gratification world where everything is in the palm of our hand on these smartphones, they expect to be responded quickly. It is up to us to meet those expectations. 82% of consumers expect responses within 10 minutes. Number nine. Yeah, Matt, on that one, real quick, I'd just like to say, you know, I'm guilty of this sometimes too. You know, when I get a lead, sometimes I feel like, man, if I respond at this time of the day or night, and, you know, I feel like I'm bothering them, right? Um, well, this stat right here tells me otherwise. 82% of those expect a response. So, you know, they've raised their hand and want some kind of assistance. So I think we just got to get over ourselves and, and get through that and, and make those calls. I love it. And we'll, we'll, we'll go in depth on that. I showed a note sure. there. And that's great. Great thing for us to go in depth on. Thank you for sharing that. Um, all right. Number nine, less than 25% of businesses respond to online leads via the phone. This is a sales stat, not real estate sales specific, but we're in the sales business guys. Great question, Natalie. We will address that. What if it's 2 AM? We will get to that. Great question. Um, let's see, less than 25% of businesses respond to online leads via phone. Guys, this will make you a shit ton of money. Pick the damn thing up and have meaningful conversations with decision makers. Kent and I were talking, um, a quick side note, we'll dive more on this. We were talking prior to this and we we're talking about speed to lead. And I said, instead of speed to lead, I want to talk about speed to opportunity. Because it's not just when we think lead as agents, we think about these new leads. What I think is more valuable is the people that have been in my database for 12 months. They've been incubating in our marketing machine we have in the background and they come back to the top and they raise their hand. Now that they've been educated, they've been informed, they know who we are. They trust us because of the marketing we put out in front of them. Now they're ready to transact because when they were initially a lead, the average online lead converts, what, 12 to 18 months, depending on what stat you read. So why are we focused on the brand new leads and not the people that are incubating? Sometimes the gold is in the old. And so um, speed to opportunity is what we use in our organization. And Kent had another phrase that I love even more. Would you like to share that? Yeah, so I kind of treat it as speed to relationship. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into that in much more detail later on. But, uh, you know, that first call, uh, real estate's about building relationships and, you know, building that trust and rapport. And that first call is where it starts. 100%. Making what is the point of being speed to lead, speed to opportunity? It's to build a relationship with the client. And so, speed to relationship instead of focusing on just being a quick to the opportunity, use that opportunity to build the relationship. If you're first to the relationship, you're first to get the business. Um, so I love that. Um, let's move on here. Number 10. This is a random stat, but it's real. Um, Thursday is the best day to respond. Crazy enough. Let's say you have a lead that's ghosting you. Well, there's time studies. There's all kinds of things to say. Well, I call them at 10 a.m. every day because that's my time slot. Well, if they're not answering at 10 a.m., guess what? They've probably got a job. They're probably not waiting on the real estate agent to call them. Try them at their lunch break. Try them after normal working hours. Try them on a Thursday because apparently people respond better on Thursdays, right? And so I think it's just important to realize that that stat is 
I, I see the Thursday as sometimes we have to get out of our own way. And even though we need to control our schedules as real estate agents, we also have to get creative and think outside the box. We have to make sure that we are finding ways to reach them when it's convenient for them. Again, speed comes into that. We'll dive into that later. Um, number 11, timing your emails, your text, your calls, right, can increase conversions by 49%. Timing matters. Not just speed, but also timing. There's a difference. We'll break that down. Number 12, 71% of clients have made purchases based upon the quality of the experience. 71% of clients made a decision to purchase based upon the quality of the experience. What kind of experience are you creating for the client, for the lead, for the consumer? Here's, I have the best recruiting coach on the planet, John Cheplak. And he says, here's how you recruit. You create an experience of what it's like to join before they join. What is it going to be like in their organization? Create that experience prior to them joining, and then they're going to beg to join. We can use that to recruit buyers and recruit sellers. Can we create that experience of what it's going to be like to work with Kent if they decide to purchase a home? Share stories. Create that experience. Experiences matter. And last but not least, we talked about how to gain more business. I think this is crucial. Number 13 is businesses can see an up to 15% churn increase if they respond to leads slowly. Meaning, if I keep doing what I've been doing, I'm not always going to keep getting what I've been getting because the world is going to pass me by. And so if I consistently don't work on these metrics to be quicker on the speed, my business is by default decreasing 15% over time. So businesses see the business slow if they don't work on and focus on lead and opportunity response time. All right. I'd like to hear, um, hear from you guys in the chat. What of those is your favorite stat? Which one stands out the most to you? Which one of those stands out the most to you? Um, Kent's was increasing by 391% conversions, right? I think that's a pretty good one. But there's some good stats in there. Go ahead and share, guys. Don't be shy. Promise Kent doesn't bite. <laughs> good guy. Even though he's got he's got a great looking beard. Don't let that intimidate you. <laughs> All right. While we're waiting for people to think and type, there we go. 71%. Thanks, Ron. What's up, Ron? Ron sells the beach. I wish I was on a beach right now. 71% in the first 10 minutes. Yep. I love that. Cool. Um, anyone else, feel free to share, please. Um, we want we value your input and insight. And what that will do, that help us um, know which ones we want to go more in depth on for you to how, how you can implement that in your business. Because we've done all of these and I have an interesting perspective. And Kent has an interesting perspective on each and every one of these stats for you. Average lead response time is 47 hours. Yeah, blows my mind. All right, so Kent, let's break these down one by one. Let's start with fast responders win up to 50% of sales. <laughs> Ron's trying to sell me here. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, right. so like you said, Matt, uh, go for it. You know, it's not always the best agent that uh, that gets the business. It's it's sometimes the fast. But but imagine if you can be 
if you can be fast and good, right? So it's not always about skill set, um, although that is very important. Um, now I've got some, some some personal stories later on. I'll talk about. Uh, I work in the Lake of the Ozarks market, which is a very very competitive market. We've got thousands of agents up there, um, so it's very competitive. So you, you've got to move fast. And I've got some some stories of, you know, of, of potential business that I lost because I wasn't quick enough. Um, you know, there, people are quick on the draw, but um, um, yeah, well, it, it let just me, goes back in there real quick. Kent. Um, sure. I would love to hear from you guys in the chat because you're not alone. I know I've personally lost business. I know I was better, but I wasn't faster. Who else? Put in the chat, put me, put Emmy, type me in the chat. If you have lost business to an agent you felt offered an inferior service or wasn't experienced or couldn't have given that client the same value that you could have. And the only difference was they were quicker than you. Anyone else? Anyone else felt that? There we go. We got some honest people in here. So sometimes it's not just about the skill. Skill is very important. But if you're the best and you don't have a conversation, you don't get a chance to articulate how you're the best. So what we're trying to instill in you is that if you're not first, it doesn't matter how good you are. Because there's another stat out here. I love stats. It's it's always around 80%, funny enough. But somewhere around 80% of homebuyers surveyed worked with the first agent they met in person. How do you be, you don't have, did they say they worked with the best agent? Nope. They worked with the first agent. How can you be first? And how can you apply that with all these stats to be first when they become a lead, when they inquire on a property, whenever they, um, whatever actions that they do to become an opportunity. So fast responders went up to 50% of sales. I think we have a we have a rule here in our organization is five minute rule. Right. And we're working on finding safety nets to continually improve this. But our expectations is we get out. If you're not first, you're last. I love it. Ricky Bobby quote. Um, I love it. Um, I had some more quotes, but I'll, I'll say I'll spare you guys that. Um, but the uh, if you don't respond to the first five minutes. You lose that modality. Let's put ourselves in the mind of the consumer. Most consumers are searching for properties on this device right here. They're looking on their phone. And they are searching. And what happens if they're on a smoke break? They're on the way to pick up their kids. And they're waiting for the kids to get out of school because school just went back to this session. And now all of a sudden they're searching and their kids get in the car. Well, that five minutes is up and you call in 10 minutes. They got screaming kids in the car or they're talking to their kids about their first day of school. They're at home cooking dinner. They're doing something other than focusing on real estate. They're no longer in the mode of buying or selling real estate. There's a modality and an intention of the consumer. And we have to realize that if we get to them while they are searching on their phone and their phone rings and there's someone to talk to them about real estate that is skilled to have the right conversation, you are going to have a better conversation with that lead versus waiting until they have screaming kids in the car. We all would agree with that statement. But then we make excuses for why we wait 47 hours on average to reach out to the first lead. And then we have we have the audacity as real estate agents to say the leads suck. Right? Like, come on, let's be real. 
Yeah, I mean, there is no more convenient time to, to, to reach out to them while while they're while they're looking, right? Um, if you don't do that, you know, like you said, Matt, they're in that mode, right? They're in that they're in that real estate mode. So um, it's at top of mind. Great time to talk to them. If you reach out at any other times, guess what you're going to be doing if you don't? Um, you're going to be chasing them, right? And you you talked about earlier about working with with less effort and with efficiency. Um, you know, we all need to gain efficiencies in this business for sure. We're kind of all over the place at times. Um, you know, this is one way to do it, to, to reach out right away uh, and have that, that first conversation. Because I personally don't want to be chasing them for the next, you know, several months trying to have that conversation. Why not, why not reach out right now and, uh, and again, start building that relationship? Well, if I were to ask and poll every agent here, how much time do you spend trying to have a conversation with leads. The ones that want to be productive, they would say most of their free time, that is what they are doing is they are stirring up business. They're making calls they're diving in the CRM into the database to have conversations with decision-making individuals, right? Like that, that is the goal of what you're trying to do in your downtime or your productive time in real estate. If you're not on appointments, that is what you do. What we are telling you is what about calling the right people at the right time so you're no longer chasing? You attracted them through your marketing, through your branding, through your lead generation, whatever it was, you attracted them and they have raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested in 123 Main Street. What if we said, hey, good news, I have the information and the keys to 123 Main Street while they're asking about 123 Main Street? How much easier would this business be? Of course, I'm oversimplifying that, but guys, let's be real. That's that's what this opportunity is. And I think we downplay this way too much and we we become passive. We have the curse of abundance because we like our our team, as an example, um, and some of some agents are on here. Um, can't be one of them. Our prop, our biggest problem that we have in our organization is we have too many opportunities. And so agents fall by default. Well, I'll just wait for the next one. If you had less opportunities or if you paid for the opportunities yourself, you would take way better care of them and you would work them to death like I did when I started. Imagine if you treated every single opportunity like it was the only one that you had. How much better conversions would you have? It's not about getting more. It's about making more of what you have. Um, Also, five minute response time versus 10 equals 10 times higher chance of reaching your lead than a 10 minute response time. We can say, well, five minutes, that makes sense. But 10 minutes, Matt, that's still good. It may be good, but it decreases your chance. You have a 10 times higher chance of reaching them in five minutes versus 10. Makes all the difference in the world. Knowing that you could 10x your results in five minutes versus 10 minutes, how much effort are you going to put 10x the effort to reach them in five versus 10? I know I certainly would. I think that that is crucial to your success in this business, especially in a challenging and changing marketplace that we are all in right now. Um, Ken, anything else on the fast responders? No, I, I think we I think we hit it pretty good. I'm sure it'll come up again uh, in the future here, Matt. Cool. All right, next, let's talk about coin after 30 minutes. So we talked about five minutes, 10 minutes. Let's talk about 30 minutes. 30 minutes is 21 times less effective. There's nobody on this call because 
I know what it takes to stop your busy day to be here to listen. There's no one on this call that wants to do 21 times less business. But you are telling your actions are saying that if you wait 30 minutes before you reach out. By, by the stat. That is what your actions are saying. I have a saying, I love quotes and I love sayings. I don't believe what people say. I believe what they do. I don't believe what people say. I believe what they do. And so what are your actions showing me about what you want? And if you wait for 30 minutes, your actions are showing me. This is a coaching moment. Let me put my coaching hat on. If you wait 30 minutes to contact these opportunities, your actions, not your words, your actions are showing me that you want to make 21 times less money. You want to impact 21 times less life. You may say, well, Matt, that's crazy. That's not what I'm doing. That's not my intent, but that's what your actions are showing me. We've all heard actions speak louder than words. So back up your words with your actions. Makes all the difference in the world. And I think a lot of times we fall into the trap too, especially when we have the curse of abundance. When we have a great marketing team like we do, we have a great brand, we have great agents, we have we have a lot of great things going for us, right? I think it's easy to fall into the trap that, well, that lead... The, they'll they'll be there when I want to call them in 30 minutes. Guys, your leads aren't waiting on you. They are not waiting on you. There is no lack. Even though 60,000 real estate agents got out of the business the first six months of the year, there is no lack of real estate agents. Someone will show them that house. Someone will come to them and put a sign in the yard and list their home for them. Someone will answer the question they have on this property. Will it be you? Or are you going to wait 30 minutes to reach out? Can't. Hey, yeah, yeah, go for hey, it. So Ron, Ron had a great comment in the, in the, in the chat there that, you know, us as real estate professionals, if we don't, if we don't respond within that first five minutes, it's, it should be considered malpractice, right? Um, you know, this is a profession just, just like a, a lot of other professions and, and people are reaching out, out to us for help. And, and if we're not providing that help and assistance, then uh, we're really not doing our job. We're doing an injustice. 100%. I think a lot of times we can, we can focus because this is a business. Let's, talk, let's be honest. Money's not a bad thing. I want more money. I can help more people if I got more money, right? Like there's nothing wrong with wanting more money. But I think sometimes we focus too much on the money not the impact that we have on people's lives being in this business. It is a privilege to be a real estate agent and help people with the biggest purchase or sale of their lives. That's what we get to do every single day. And a product of that value we bring to the marketplace, we are able to make a lot of money because we bring a lot of value. If I were to ask you to weigh the value that you bring, the effort that you put in, the activity that you take versus the income that you make, most people, the scale is tipped. You make way more money than you are putting in effort. Just being honest. That's awesome. That means you're in the right business. But what if you would have put in the amount of effort that equaled that amount of money? What would the money actually look like? And don't forget, it's not just about the money. There are people involved. And they deserve our help. They deserve your guidance. They deserve the help, especially in today's marketplace with all of the changing things that are going around us. They need a professional in their corner that is going to guide them properly. And if you don't reach out to them and you're not the one that has a conversation, there's some jackass agent out there that will, that'll give them the wrong advice. 
can't can't like that one. <laughs> I don't speak this freely all the time, um, but this is my brand. And sorry if I offended you. Maybe you're one of the jackasses. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I don't think you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here learning, right? We all want to do better for our clients. That's why we're here. That's why you're here to learn. Is so you can make more money, so you can help more people, you can change more lives. Whether you realize it or not, we all have that in common on this webinar here today. But the impact that we have is way greater than the paycheck we receive. This is the biggest purchase or sale of their life. And don't, like Ron said, don't have malpractice. What if we could get sued for malpractice like, um, like surgeons do and doctors, et cetera, attorneys, whatever? Because we're a professional, right? We like to tell people we're a professional. Are we acting like a professional? Or are we actually having malpractice? I think that's a great perspective. All right, let's move on, Kent, to uh, let's talk about 391% more money in Kent's pocket. How do we make that happen? Holy smokes. Yeah, that's, that's again, that's very eye-opening. Out of all of those stats, that's probably the most eye-opening for me. Um, and I get it. One-minute response time, a lot of times that can be – that can be a tough, that can be tough to do. Right. Um, but I will admit that there are times when I see a lead come in and, you know, I'm, I'm right in the middle of something and I, I just don't want to break away from it to, uh, to, to respond to that lead. And I, I think, uh, I think my tune will change after seeing that, uh, that stat there for sure. Uh, that's just, I can't even, I can't fathom that. It's really hard to digest for me. I love it. 391% guys. That's if that doesn't blow your mind and open your mind to what's possible. We talked about five minutes versus 10 minutes. We understand the gap there. 10 X. But what about five minutes to one minute? That's another 391%. My math can't even calculate the difference in 10 X and 391%. It's just a shitload, right? Let's be honest. That's the opportunity that we have with all these opportunities. That is what we have if we maximize it. And I think there's another stat that's important here. I dug deeper. 391% increase at one minute. But what if we just wait for two minutes? How does that impact it? A two-minute response time offers less as much improvement as a one minute. Half as much. So it's half as much. Half as much improvement as one minute. We just waited two minutes. Your, your increase goes down to the improvement to 160%, which is still great, but you lose another 170, 100, and I don't even know what the math is, 220%. You lose another 220% waiting that extra one minute. Time is of the essence. They're in the mode of real estate. Are we meeting them where they are? Are we having the conversation that is going on in the consumer's head, which is, oh, look at this cool picture. Look at this great property. Look at that. Kent's calling me. Right. Oh, you want to talk about it? Real estate? Hell yeah. Let's talk about it because they're in the mode versus 30 minutes, an hour, 47 hours later. It's not the same conversation. No, we're chasing. Right. So at each minute, each second is very crucial. And I think we should we should treat it that way. Um, next stat. Let's talk about expectations. I think expectations are crucial in success. I talk about this a lot with my leadership team is are we setting the right expectations and clarity with our agents? With our team? But I also think that as a real estate agent, you have 
a responsibility to set the proper expectations with your clients. And I also think that you have a responsibility to meet and exceed the consumer's expectations of you. As a real estate professional that is privileged, go back to the last conversation, we are privileged to help them with the biggest purchase or biggest sale of their lives. Shouldn't we be expected to exceed their expectations? Hell yeah, we should. So what if we knew their expectations and we knew they expected us to respond within 10 minutes? And so if we respond within 30 minutes, we've already started on the wrong foot. Good luck getting hold of them, number one. But number two, if you do, they're already let down versus being excited. And I know some of you relate with this. And I know Kent will. Have you ever called someone that was on a Sunday, right? And you're chilling with the family. You're doing whatever you're doing on a Sunday. And a lead comes in. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to call them right now. First 30 seconds, you call them and they answer. Those leads are blown away that you took time on a Sunday and you responded that quick to have a conversation. Because guess what? You exceeded their expectations. How much easier is it to build a relationship? How much easier to convert that lead into a closing and help them with that biggest purchase or sale of their life? It's all the difference in the world because we exceeded their expectations. So I think it's important to know that they expect us to respond within 10 minutes. And if you don't exceed their expectations, they don't want to work with you. Anything to add to that, Kent? I would just say that uh, you know, just because they expect it, doesn't mean that you're you're going to you know be contacting somebody that's ready to have that conversation on the other end or, or going to be the friendliest, right? right? They're going to have their guard up, right? Um, oh, well, here's another another salesperson calling me, right? So I think that's where the you know being genuine um, comes in, um, you know, showing them that you're there to help and providing that value right off the bat. I'm not I'm not just here to sell you sell you on something, right? To sell you a home. Um, I am truly uh, again, I'm, I'm big in my business, big on building relationships. And, and, and I think, um, you know, what success I have have had is is due to that. Um, you know, I like to talk to people. Um, I like to get to know them, their families, their why. Right. The, the more I know about that, the better I can help them. So don't think you're always going to have a friendly, a friendly voice on the other end. But I think the more you open up um, and show interest in their They've got a problem, right? Their problem is they need a home or they need to sell a home. And you're, you're there to solve that problem for them. Um, but just show genuine, genuine interest in, in them. Um, you know, I think that helps. And again, goes a long way towards building that relationship in that first, first conversation. 100%. And you said something there that's crucial. Now let's talk about expectations. Let me help you guys with expectations. And Kent hit the nail on the head. He's heard me say this over and over and over again. Let's get our, as a real estate agent, your expectation should be to expect sales skepticism from that lead. You should expect them to have their wall up. You should expect them to give you objections. You should expect them to try to get you off the phone. Why wouldn't they? What value have you brought into the relationship? What trust, what relationship have you built for them to not have their sales skepticism wall? When's the last time you got a conversation and the first time that you, you knew it was the salesperson instantly and you were excited to talk to them? Never. But we expect them to be excited to talk to us. We are just a salesperson at that point because we have not demonstrated our authority, our value, and how we can help them. It is our responsibility to overcome 
those that scale skepticism and lower their guard and lower their wall and handle those quote unquote objections that aren't really objections because it's a sales skepticism. Like as an example, if I hear another agent say, well, they said they're just looking. I don't know how to handle these objections. They're just looking for real estate. I'm looking for people who are looking for real estate. That's not an objection at all. Right? Like I, it blows my mind how many people in the conversation that, well, no, I'm just looking. All right. Well, let me know if you see anything you like. Click. Like just blows my mind. Just looking is not a, not an objection. It's a whole nother podcast or a whole nother webinar, but um, we need to expect them to have their sales skepticism wall up. When a salesperson calls you, your wall goes up. Why wouldn't theirs? It is your responsibility to overcome and lower their guard and lower their wall by being genuine, being authentic and actually adding value to their life and building the relationship. Um, this one just still makes me shake my head, um, is less than 25% of businesses respond to online leads via the phone call, via phone call, less than 25% give online leads a phone call. I think if you're on this webinar, you understand the importance. And if you don't, I don't have it with me, but let me explain it briefly. I have this thing that I teach all the time. I call it the communication circle. We need to understand as salespeople how people receive communication. We think we practice role play and scripts and dialogues and we do that. All that's necessary and great. What if I told you that's only 7% of how people receive communication is what you say? Only 7%. So... We know if we know that there's 100% possible in the circle, only 7% of it is what we, what we say. That means there's a 93% chance you are misunderstood and your point is not delivered how you intended. 93% chance if you deliver a text message or an email. You don't believe me? Here's a real life scenario. When's the last time you got a text message from someone that you know, a friend, a coworker, um, your spouse, whatever? And you're like, well, why in the hell is Kent mad at me? Let me call him. What is that? What's that text all about? And I call him and Ken's having the best day ever. I misinterpreted the text that he sent me. We do it all the time because we couldn't receive 100% of Ken's, Ken's communication. What changed in the phone call versus the text? Ken's body language. Or sorry, Ken's tonality. His tonality changed everything because of the next step in how people receive communication, 37%, 37 or 38, I think it's, it's 38%. 38% of how people receive communication is through the body language tonality or sorry, through tonality, through how you deliver the message. That's why phone calls work better than text messages. That's why when I call Kent in that scenario, I'm like, Oh shit, Kent's not mad at me. He can say the exact same words, but his tonality is different. So you have to have phone conversations. The best way and the most important way people receive communication is body language. That's why videos are great. That's why you should have a video initiative going in your business. That's why you should send video text to your clients. That's why you should always get face-to-face -face so people receive 100% of the communication. Body language is most important. 55% of communication is received through body language. So phone calls are important. They're crucial. You have to get on the phone. You have to in real estate. You're not going to sell through text. You're not going to sell through email. So stop trying. It's not going to work. You can give me some bullshit story about how this one time it worked. Cool. Congratulations. You got lucky.
give me a consistent track record of how that's worked time and time and time again. And you can't text messages are great because they get open. They introduce the conversation, but the point of the text message is to get to the next step in communication. And that's via phone. That's face to face. You don't sell through text. Yeah. I like to say, Matt, that real estate's a contact sport, right? You, you, you can't be afraid to, to talk to people. You know, um, if you are, then you, you might just be in the wrong business. Um, but yeah, you've, you've got to, you've got to be willing to, to reach out. And, 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 you know, I mentioned earlier about, you know, sometimes I think ah, I'm bugging people, I'm bugging people. No, I, you're not bugging people, right? Um, sure. Are you going to get those that, that don't want to talk to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, you, you, again, as Ron said, malpractice if we're not reaching out and, and doing the right thing. Um, I w- there's, there's many more people that would like to talk to you that, that don't. At least that's my experience. Um, so we just, we just need to do it, period. Yep. 100%. Um, let's talk about um, your, your comment earlier about bothering people. I think that's important. And so there's a stat for that, right? 71% of clients have made purchases based upon experience quality. I think that that is crucial that we understand the client experience is everything. And what are we doing to demonstrate and provide value to the client versus are we actually bothering them? What kind of experience are we delivering? Are we delivering a sales pitch or are we delivering value? There's a difference. So let's talk about this. And again, this goes to speed to lead. And someone asked, um, I'll address it now. I think it was, I don't remember who it was. Someone asked something about 2 a.m. What do we do at 2 a.m.? Natalie, what if it's at 2 a.m.? Well, Natalie, if a lead comes in at 2 a.m., I would hope that you're asleep. Right. And so we have office hours. Our expectations are between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. If you're on lead duty, five minutes is the expectation. Right. That's it's pretty cut and dry. Now, if you are on your phone and you see a lead come in at nine o'clock and you're awake, I have absolutely no no problem with you calling them because guess what they're doing right now? They're looking at real estate, talking with their spouse because the kids just went to bed. It's probably the best time to have a conversation with them. But I also understand that agents have a life too. And so we cut it off at a certain time. But there's nothing wrong with reaching out whenever that lead comes in because you have to realize when that lead is coming in, that's when they're actively searching. Now, does it make sense at 2 a.m.? Probably not. Maybe you can have automated texts that go out to see if they respond. If they respond to a text, that's two hand raises. Maybe we call them if we're up. But you can set automations up for that sort of thing. And so... Kent, let's talk about your, bo- your bothering them stuff that you mentioned earlier. I want to go deeper on that. Um, can you kind of reframe what your thought process was there? Also, what made me think of that was stat number eight, where it says 82% of consumers expect responses within 10 minutes. So although they may not act like it, you know, um, they may not act like it initially. Again, you've got to break through that barrier. Um, you know, I, sometimes I just feel like I'm bugging people. You know, and, and even to, to respond quick, I, I sometimes I feel like, oh, my gosh, they think I'm stalking them. Right. How did you how, how did you call so fast? Right. Most of the time that turns out good. Very few times that I've experienced, you know, does that turn into a bad conversation? They're usually pleasantly surprised by by getting a quick call. Um, but, um, you know, again, that's that's something that. 
that's just in my head and not really reality, right? So I got to quit thinking about it. I'm one of those guys that you love, uh, Matt, that love to over over complicate things by thinking too much. <laughs> you love you love folks like that. Uh, you know, I think I've got a lot, lot better at it, but uh, I, I've got to get out of that out of my mind. Look, they're raising their hand. They're they're looking for help. So um, you know, I'm not bothering. You know, and I, I, you know, I have had that mentality for a while, and I think my success has, uh, has, uh, has, has increased uh, by getting rid of that mentality and not thinking that way. Hundred percent. I think a lot of people struggle with paralysis by analysis, and I think if we go in depth enough, a lot of that comes from lack of confidence, and we overanalyze so we don't have to do. There's a lot of great thoughts. Through, that go through everyone's head. There's a lot of great people that have had a tremendous impact on this world. But I would be, maybe I can be proven wrong. And this just came to me just now. But I dare you to find one person that changed the world with a thought. I don't care how great the thought was. The thought did not have the impact. It was the action after the thought. The thought is useless without action. And so um, I use this analogy all the time. Can't you've heard this before? is in my high school they had it written all over our high school knowledge is power and they're teaching kids wrong i don't believe knowledge is power i think knowledge is useless until you put it to action so knowledge put to use is power but just having the knowledge is useless if you don't use that knowledge that you have to do something good and so overthinking here's what i will tell you is that real practice doesn't happen in the classroom, real practice happens on the field. And I challenge you to tell me one person that's learned more in role play, a 30 minute role play session than a 30 minute actual call session. You learn more by getting in the game. Underthink it, Ron says, 100%. I'm so stupid. I just take action. I learn as I go. I remember one of my first calls with John Cheplak years ago. When I just started coaching with him, he's like, Matt, I love your attitude. He's like, you're ready, fire, and then you aim. I just go. Too many people are stuck. Which direction do I go? I don't give a shit. Just go one because you're getting stuck. You're getting stuck in your quicksand. If you don't take action, you try to, what's the perfect route to go? What's the perfect thing to say? It doesn't matter if you don't call and talk to them. Ready, fire, and then aim. Figure it out on the fly. Um, so I'm going to go back to the stat. And I think the bother them goes back to the stat that you said. But I also think it applies to the client experience. Do we believe in ourselves? So 71% of clients have made purchases based upon ex- quality of experience. Do we believe in ourselves enough? Are we thinking that we're bothering them because we don't have value to add to their experience? And we just think that we're a salesperson? We just think that we're here to be a part of the transaction or do we really believe in the value that we can bring to the relationship and the experience we can help them and their family have? I think that really plays it. And maybe it's subconsciously, but that plays a big impact on the thought process of, am I bothering them, et cetera, is because sometimes we don't, and sometimes that prevents us from taking action and we delay that speed opportunity because, well, let's just see if they respond to the auto text first. Like that's, that's just so passive and there's nothing you can do to help people if that's your mindset. You have to take action and you have to believe in the experience you can create for them.
I think if you're not prepared for the phone call, you know, if you don't have anything to add a value or bring to the table, then you are bothering them, right? You're a waste of their time. You're a waste of their time. So, you know, you mentioned, you know, we, we all need to work on our skill sets, obviously, right? So so role play is one thing, taking a little bit of time to under, understand the market, uh, what's going on in your local market, the market stats, and how that can affect them as buyers or sellers, understanding interest rates, what's what's happening with interest rates and, and how that affects them. They're going to ask those type of questions, right? So if you don't know the answers to those or you're just kind of making some stuff up on the fly, then you're not adding value to that conversation. Then I would say you absolutely are bothering them um, and they're going to move on. 100%. Um I want to wrap this up and respect everyone's time as we got five minutes left. I want to leave some time for Q&A. So the last stat I think that I want to go over and that's important, we talked about how we can add value. Let's talk about how we can lose value. Slow response time can cause you 15% decrease or loss in customers. Again, we talked about expectations. They expect a response within 10 minutes. So not only do you lose that business initially, but let's say it's even a past client. Let's say it's someone that you're working with. Are you setting the proper expectations for that communication too? Because speed matters. And is that slow response time causing them to lose trust, to lose potential referrals, referrals in the future? You have to set those proper expectations with your clients and you have to be, you have to be speedy or at least have proper expectations of here's what to expect. None of us want to lose business. That's not why you're here. So realize that slow response time or not improving the response time is not an option unless you do want to lose business. And if you want your business to decrease, you want the world to pass you by, then don't change anything. But if you want to increase your business, you want to make more money, you want to help more people, you want to make this business easier on yourself and you want to attract versus chase, then speed is everything. Like Kent said, speed to relationship. How quickly can I build a relationship with this individual? And the best way I know how to do that is to have a conversation when they're in the mode of buying or selling real estate. And that's within the first minute of their inquiry, of them raising their hand, of them coming back on the website, of them calculating a mortgage, of them requesting a showing, of them opening an email, of them responding to a text. Whatever action it is that you track, that is a hand raiser. That is an opportunity. But are you seizing that opportunity? Or are you just letting it pass you by and waiting for the next one and hoping that those opportunities get better versus you making the opportunities you have better for you? Kent, do you have anything else to wrap us up? No, I don't think so, Matt. I, that This was good. Uh, my huge um, my takeaway from this is that, again, that one-minute response time, um, it's going to make me think next time I've got that phone right there and I get a lead and I shove it aside to get to it later, it's definitely going to make me think about that in the future <laughs> for sure. So hopefully this was uh, of some value to folks and they, they got something out of it. 100%. Guys, we got a few minutes left. Um, let's hear your questions. I want to I want to answer if there's any questions that I missed. Um, I went back through. I don't think there is, but if there is, feel free to ask them again. Again, we do this webinar for you. I've got three or four more minutes left here to stay on and, and give you guys value. So um, feel free to share your thoughts, your questions, your comments in the chat. Kent, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I know you're a busy man, um, so I truly appreciate you uh, you taking the time to be here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. For sure. Um, 
it was uh, it was very very valuable to uh, to have your perspective. And I'm just looking at your numbers, Kent, while we're waiting on that um, to see, like, to give people perspective. Like, as an example, Clint, Kent's on pace this year in a changing market in a brand new marketplace to sell what forty homes this year, Kent? Thirty five or forty? Forty. Yep. Um, and in a brand new market as a brand new agent. And it's because of things like this, because of his dedication. And so the Lake of the Ozarks market is down, depending on the month you look, 35, 40%. And we're brand new in that marketplace. Ken's a newer real estate agent and he's just dominating. Um, and it's because of his willingness to change when the marketplace changes. There's a, I shared this in our sales meeting this morning. There's a, um, a friend of mine that shared this with me and I think it's so true. The market share you will gain in a changing and challenging market is the toughest market share you will ever gain. However, that market share that you gain during that challenging, that shifting, that that tough time of the marketplace, that market share will last you a lifetime. Because it's hard and no one else is willing to do that work. And so the work that we do now, the, the impact that we make, the ground that we gain will last us forever. I don't know about you guys, but I'm all in. I got a brand called All or Nothing, and I'm not here to do nothing. I want it all. And so our marketplace is down about 30%, but our business is up. That means we are beating the market by 30%. It's because of conversations and activities and mindsets of agents like Kent. And so I invite you to do the same. Don't become a victim in this marketplace. Become a victor. It's all, it's all up to you. You have, you own the outcome that you want in this world. It's up to you. It's up to you to go out and get it because it's there.